הגות נערב שבס רבו ישראל. We're going to talk a little bit about Parshas Tazriya Metzorah. A little bit about Tumas Negoim. And connect it to the Tkufa that we're in now. Negoim is a very, very unique type of Tumit. From many, many different standpoints. But I'd like to zero in on two Nekudas of Tumas Negoim. One is the fact that somebody who gets a nega, their status changes. Chazal used the phrase, Mitzayra Choshuv Kemes. A Mitzayra is dead. That's a very strong, strong description to call a living human being. Clearly, they're not Choshev Kameis in Aloche. Clearly, in Aloche, he'd have a chiv to be Mechal Shabbos, to save a Metzorah. So what does it mean, that Metzorah Choshev Kameis? I hope today we'll get a little bit of a better understanding of what it means, Metzorah Choshev Kameis. There are a little smidget speckles of Avelus that are integrated into a Metzayah. Also very unique. You don't find that by other Tumas. So for instance, there's a concept of the hair being let to grow wild. There's a concept of Prime. The Begodim should be torn these are Simone Avelus. This is not my own observation, already Kadmoinim. And it sort of connects to the idea of Metzorah Choshev Kemes. So although it's difficult to understand, that should have nothing to do with Tumit, but it does give us an opportunity, a window, to maybe understand better the Indian of of Misa by Mitzar. Why is called a mace? There's a famous medrash. It's also found in the Gemara Navadizora. The Medrash Rabbah is found in this week's Parsh and Parshas Mitzora. From the most famous Medrashim. The Medrash says that there was a Roichel, there was a peddler that was going Meil and this peddler claimed to have a potion of life. Who wants life? Who wants a potion of life? Obviously, everybody came. Like Chazal said, everybody came to him. Both according to the Medrash and according to the Gemara, it was another Amore. Rav Yana himself also wanted to get this Sama Dechaya, what this peddler had to sell. So the, the peddler turns to Rav Yane and he tells him, you don't need it. What I have to sell, you don't need. And anybody like you doesn't need what I have to sell. Rav Yanei still persisted, and the Roichel took out a Sefer Tehillim. He took out a Sefer Tehillim, 
And he showed him the pasuk Mio Yisha Chofetz Chaim Oyev Yomim Lechoistoy Nitzol Hashoyin Chamerolus Vasechal Midabel Mil. The Medrash concludes that Rav Yanai states that I never knew Pshat in this pasuk in Tilim. I never knew Heichanu Poshet. I didn't know Pshat in the pasuk. This peddler came and he enlightened me in what the meaning of So a lot of questions come to mind but I just want to grab what stands out. What stands out is that L'chaira, the peddler didn't tell him anything. The peddler just brought a posse kintilim. Rav Yanai didn't need an art scroll interpretation. The posse kintilim. What was the message of the peddler? Right? If the peddler said nothing, so what What enlightened Rav Yanai? And if in fact the peddler said something that enlightened him, why would Chazal rob us from knowing what that was? Chazal should tell us. This is what the peddler told him. And this enlightened Rav Yanai and it should enlighten us. So it seems from Chazal that everything is contained in this medlish. Whatever the peddler had to tell him, we saw. But yet, the medrash just says, the peddler showed him a pasuk and tell him. Didn't tell him anything new. So what's the chiddush? So there are pirushim shoinim. Okay, there's a, there's a pshat in Rav Tzodek HaKoyen, the Lublina. Rav Tzodek said that this Reuchel maybe means something a little different. It means Reuchel is the, is the phrase that the Torah uses by a Baal Loshon Also like a peddler, peddling information. So this Reuchel, the Marsha says, perhaps was himself a Baal Loshon who did Shuvah. And Rav Tzadik goes on to explain that nobody knows the destruction of Chet as much as the one who does the Chet. Nobody knows it. And he therefore says that this Reuchel was able to somehow, he calls it a Tama Chet. He says, just like when you do a mitzvah, you experience the mitzvah, there's a certain feeling, there's a fulfillment. He calls it a Tam. Right? That you can't describe. Sometimes there's a food that turns you on very much that you, you you appreciate. You try to describe. You can't describe the taste. You can try to describe, but you'll tell the person, you got to taste it to understand. So in, in spiritual things in Ruchnius, there are also, that, that's our Tzadik's approach, there's also something called a tan, a flavor, an experience. Try to explain to somebody the Gishmakite of sitting in a base medrash and being mafalpal and learning to somebody who never experienced it. It's indescribable. It's indescribable. I remember when I was in yeshiva years ago, there was an inspector that came. This was a large yeshiva with thousands of Talmudim. There was an inspector, a state inspector, I think it was a state inspector, came down for something that was uh, procedural. So this was his first time in, a, in, a, in, in such a type of institution. And they took him, you know, they had to inspect the building. And he went to the dormitory, which looked relatively normal. You know, beds, bathrooms, showers, a dining room. And then they took him into the study hall building. And, you know, 
He's walking through the building. And then they take him into the actual study hall. So what did the Goy inspector think he'll see? He'll see a library, a lot of books, some low-hanging lights, a librarian with the with the glasses, and people talking, or people studying quietly. He walked into Beis she had a thousand people plus screaming at each other. He walked in, I, I didn't actually witness the, when it happened, the event. I was in the yeshiva at the time. But the story goes that he walked in and he ran out. His initial reaction got scared. Looked like there was some kind of civil disobedience going on. People screaming at each other. He didn't know what was going on. It was the last thing he was expecting. And they had to explain to him that this is what a base medrash is. And again, it's unless you tasted it, you don't know what it is. And now that we're being deprived of that the last couple of months, boy, do we feel what we're missing. So the Rav Tzaddik says this same thing, there's a tam, there's a tam of a chet. As destructive as an Avera may be, if you didn't experience it, live through it, so you're not a survivor. There's nothing like a Holocaust survivor. So Rav Tzaddik said, a Baal, this guy was a Baal Hashem this Reichel. That's what he was. And Rav Tzaddik says that he was able to share the tam of what the Chet is. There's something missing in this Rav Tzaddik as well, because whatever that was, why don't Chazal tell us what it was? What did he, what, what did he describe? And how, and how did he describe it? Another pshat that I used to say in the Medrash is that of course Rav Yanai knew what the words in Tehillim mean. That every child in elementary school can explain it. He knew what it meant. He didn't understand how much David HaMelech is promoting to seek peace. But when he saw a man who made it his life to go from town to town to peddle, to be like a peddler, and the whole purpose of it wasn't to make money, was to spread the word of seeking peace and staying away from Moshon Hama. So it gave him a new insight into how much a person has to involve themselves in this. And that would actually fit in the words because it says, Till this Reichel came, till this peddler came, meaning his actual coming enlightened me. So that's one pshat. I want to zero in today on another pshat, which I feel is timely. A timely message. And how can I not share this pshat with you when we're in this tkufa, where we're all a little bit closed up like the Mitzvah is, locked up in our homes. The concept that we spoke about, Misa, that a Mitzvah is like a mace, is actually a distinction in Aloha, because there's two kinds of Mitzvahs. There's a Mitzvah Muzgar and a Mitzvah Muchlet. I'm not going to go through the intricacies now of all the halachic issues. How you become a Mitzvah Muzgar, how you become a Mitzvah Muchlet. But the fact remains that a Mitzvah Muzgar 
is somebody who has most of the halachas. He's being locked up to see where this nega is going. He has most of the halachas of a regular mitzvah. Obviously, Karbonus distinguish him. But also, there's priyofrima, these simone avelos that we discussed, of the clothing being torn, the hair let grow. This, the mitzvah Muzgur doesn't have. So this gives us a little bit insight into possibly what is the Misa that we discussed by Mitzvah. Why is a Mitzvah called a Mace? Why is he called dead? What's dead about a Mitzvah? In Mesechus Erechen, the Gemara says that Negoim come for different Averis. A whole list of Averis that Negoim could potentially come. Of course, the most famous reason is Loshon That's what we all know. The Marsha explains that Loshon Hora is the only thing that makes you into a real Mitzvah. That means the fellow who only became a Mitzvah Muzgar and then got released, discharged, as we would say today, he's not the one who got the Nega because of Loshon Hora. The one who got the nega because Lashon Hara, he is the Mitzayra that we consider the Mitzayra, the, 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 that's Haiv and Pri and Frima. He's the one, that's the Mitzayra, Muchlet, who's the one who spoke Lashon Hara. So this Marashor really, by me, was a game changer in understanding everything. The Marashor is basically saying, from what I see from this Marashor, that it's not the Tumas Tzaras that makes you like a mace. See, when you're thinking along that lines, it's very hard to understand. It's not that this tumor makes you considered like you're dead. No, that's not the idea. It's why you're a mitzvah that makes you kamez. Why you are a mitzvah is what makes you kamez. And therefore, only the mitzvah muchlet, he's considered like a mace. He has the simone avelus which give you that flavor of Mise, whereas the Mitzvah Muzgur doesn't have it. Why? So I'll tell you what I think the idea here is. And I'll tie it into a Maise that happened between Rabbi Sol Abash Zechet Tzadik Levrocha, Big Tzadik, who lived in the generation of the Triske, the Triske Maggit, the famous Maggit Mitrisk. And that will be an eye-opener. Again, it connects to this marshal. The beginning of Bereshis, the Torah teaches us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a man, Vayipach Ba'apov Nishmas Chai. And Hashem breathed into us a Nishmas Chai. And we became what we know today, the living human being. This is the, the breath that Hashem breathed into us. Comes the Targum, Targum Unklus, and the Targum Unklus says, Vayipach of Nishmas Chaim, Ruach Memalala. Hashem put into us the spirit of communication, of talking. That means the Targum Unklus is telling us that the ability to talk is what distinguishes us as human beings. This Tzalem Elohim that we are, this Ruach Chaim, is the Koyach that we have to speak. 
Why is that? Why does speaking put us into this whole new level, different than all the other species? Now we know other species also communicate. There's something called they do communicate. In their own way, they communicate. And there was some very sophisticated who understood the language of the animals. In fact, I remember years ago, there was a woman who she was studying elephants. And she went and moved to Africa and stayed there for years. Because elephants don't talk much. You know, if you're a monkey, you know, you hear is At least, whether you understand the monkey or not, a plegelt. Okay, the dog plegelts. So the when you go into a forest or you go into a jungle, the animals are, are communicating. They're talking in their way. The elephant, you don't hear much from an elephant if you ever went to a zoo. But they actually, there's like a whistle and there's sounds that come out of the elephant. And this woman claimed to study it and to talk understand. So she dedicated a, years of her life, I think it was like 10 years of her life, or whatever it was, for this worthy cause of she believed she understands the language of the elephants. And other Yadanisht. It's not my point. My point here is the fact that the Targum says that what distinguishes us as human beings is the Ruach Memalala is very difficult to understand because the animals also have their language. But we don't know their language and they don't know our language. So why are we so different? And Lahavgul even between human beings. You go to a country where you're not familiar with the language at all. So it also sounds like animal language to you. You don't know what they're talking about. So why is that? So obviously there has to be something more to this talk. So I'll tell you what I think is behind this talk. We know that a cheresh, a person who can't communicate, who's deaf, there's a cheresh hamedabel, v'enishemea, who could talk, he can't hear. A cheresh who lacks that certain skill of communication, Chazal call him a shaita. He's a shaita, meaning he, halachically, he's not considered a baldas. So today we know that the sign language is all kinds of ways of communicating. There's reading lips. There's there's a whole new world where actually deaf people are uh, can get very educated. Wrote a whole shuva, whether this could impact the halachic ramifications of a cheresh, potentially. So a cheresh today could be different because he has the means of communication. What, what's what's about that communication that gives you chokhmah? And the answer is that the iker koyich of a human being over all the other species, is our ability to connect. To connect to each other, to grow from each other, to interact with each other. And it's true that animals also on their level interact, but in in an unsophisticated way. Our language, our understanding of what, what, we, what, we, what we're thinking, our ability to exchange thoughts on a sophisticated level, puts us in a whole new gvul. The sympathy of the, of the human being 
That's what makes them something new. Tzelem Elokim. Tzelem Elokim. Chazal say that even big chachomim, if they learn individually, bad al bad, mistapshim, they become foolish. So our strength as human beings, our ikr koyach, is the fact that we have this sophisticated level of communication. Because that communication is a unification. It connects us. And that connection that we can go and grow from each other and understand each other, that alone is the greatest koyach of the human being. That's what the Talgum could possibly mean. This is the Nishmas Chayim, the special life of a human being, that we have that koyach of connection. The Gemara says in Erechen, what's the Baal Loshon Hara? He goes, he says Loshon Hara, he says, tells this guy what that guy said, he tells the other guy what, what he said. He'll go Chazal says it's one of the reasons why he becomes separated. Because he separated people from each other. So what did the what did the Baal, what did the Mitzvah do, the Baal Loshon Hara? He took the clea he took the communication that the human being has to unify mankind. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us that peh for unification. And he uses it lahaflit. He uses it to separate people. And therefore, he loses his humanity. That's why he's called a mace. Because if 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 a living human being is defined by his ability to communicate and through that to connect to people, and this Mitzayr is using the Dibur to be mafrit, that's the Misa. He's dead. He's missing the major ingredient that makes a human being special and different. So he's like a, he's a mace. And that's the reason why there's a difference between Mitzvah Muzgar and Mitzvah Muchlat. The Mitzvah who didn't talk Lashon Hara, he doesn't have the Misa element. He's an entirely different species. Now we'll get to the peddler. And I'll tell you the Triskel, the Maise with the Maggid of Triskel, Rav Ibish. Rav Ibish Zatzal was very close to the Triskel Maggid. And there was a point in time where he felt the need to communicate with the Magid Mitrisk weekly. And he lived a half a day travel away from the Magid Mitrisk. See, he took his trusted Gabai and he sent, he used to leave Thursday evening and the Gabai would travel to the Triske Magid, deliver a letter. The Triske Magid, and this went on weekly, the Triske Magid would take the letter and read it and struggle over it. And then he would painfully respond and give the letter to the Shlich and the Shlich would then deliver it back. The Shlich writes in his memoirs that he has to admit that he did this for like four or five months and the Yitzhahor got the better part of him. He decided that there's such an urgency that Rav Eibish should communicate with the Trisker and the Trisker back with him and back. What's in these letters? That he's spending a day a week 
transporting. So one week, the Yetzirah got the better of him. And one Thursday night, as he's going, he opens up the letter. And to his shock and dismay, there's an introduction where Ibish introduces, a, gives a elaborate introduction to the Triskel and Ava, you know, titles of love and respect, a blank piece of paper, and then a signature. That's the letter. Needless to say, he was very frustrated. What could possibly be going on here? This is what this is what I'm schlepping every week. On the way back, bringing the Magid Mitriska's letter back, he opens it up. It's the same letter, same exact structure, maybe a little different wording, the same structure. He asks his Rebbe when he gets back. He claps al chait. He admits what he did, and the Rebbe tells him. What I and the Triske have in common, our relationship, what we have to say to each other, is all in our hearts. I just say hello and goodbye, and everything in the middle is filled with with ink that I couldn't even I couldn't even write my feelings to the Triske and the same back. We understand each other very well. That means the mouth is not the koyach, it's the connection. The mouth is just used as a way to create that connection. When this peddler went around from town to town, he said, Man bo He wasn't talking about Olam Habo. He didn't walk around saying, I can sell Olam Habo here. He was saying, I have a potion for life. I have something that will give longevity. And everybody came. Maybe it's an herb, maybe it's a type of food, maybe it's a lifestyle, maybe it's an exercise program. Maybe it's a Peloton. Who knows? What he has to sell. What did the peddler say? He took out the Pesach and him. He showed everybody around him that the greatest gift in life that you have is your connection to other people. That is Sama Dechaya. That is life. Forget Olam Abo. The quality of living in this world is being connected to people. Benefiting from other people's critique, from other people's thoughts, them benefiting from you. And that interaction is life itself. And that's what this Reuchel taught me. By coming and saying, Man boy sama dechaya, he taught me that connecting to people is the greatest sama dechaya. It's the Ruach Memalolo. It's the Nishmas Chaim. My friends, Hashem gave us an opportunity the last couple of weeks to do a lot of thinking. But let us Mechazik in this Nakuda of this week's parasha. In Mitzvah Shem Bimheiraviyameinu, as we'll be able to reconnect again, not just technologically, but in Mitzvah Shem in person. Let's 
take this idea to heart. We all miss each other. We all see what we're missing. I think we all feel a shtickle mise. Nebuch, the suicide rate went up. I'm not being megazim. Actual suicide rate has gone up. There's nothing like being disconnected. Let us learn from that and emit Hashem reconnect to a whole new level. Let's look at the Yid next to us and realize this is the most valuable thing that I have in my Samadachaya. This is my life. The Jew next to me is actually improving my quality of life. Forget that I have a mitzvah to improve their quality of life, which we've done in, in flying colors the last couple of weeks, what Klaus have done for each other. But let us be mechazik ourselves that we're never going to allow, this is an experience of a lifetime. This is not normal, what we went through the last couple of weeks. Let us say that this is going to change our life in understanding that that is actually the greatest samadachaya, the greatest gift of life. And we'll all be zeichet to grow from each other, to be maile, one the other. And amidst Hashem to only hear Besurus Tevis, from Gans Yisrael, from your Mishpoches, and to only have Nachas, Ruach, Menucho, Ubal Yisgufa, Noel Maul.